presenters and hosts of any program on Word Radio do not necessarily reflect those of ownership, management, or advertisers of this station. morning to everyone. You are listening to 900 AM WRD 96.1 FM WRD. You're listening to the Chris Murray Report. Ladies and gentlemen, we were off for about a week. Uh, We were down in sunny Florida for the National Association of Black Journalists Convention. So we're back. We're fresh. We were fresh and everything. And um, I got a nice tan out on the beach, by the way. But the thing is, we got a lot to talk about today in studio to me with me today is my um, is my esteemed uh, fiance and political journalist for the Philadelphia Sunday Sun, uh, Denise Clay. We're going to be t- addressing the whole issue with uh, Jay-Z and the uh, his partnership with the NFL. And um, I'm about to talk. I'm, I think I'm going to go into kind of a commentary about about how I felt this movement was all about. You all heard my position on this on this issue before. We talked about the boycott because Colin Kaepernick wasn't playing. And a lot of people felt a couple of years ago and in the times that we've been talking about this, that they would not watch the National Football League because of what was happening to Kaepernick, which I thought on one level was a very noble position, but I thought that there had to be a larger thing. And now that this whole thing about Jay-Z coming out, given everything that's happened between um, Eric Reed calling out Malcolm Jenkins to be a sellout and you know, Colin Kaepernick actually taking a settlement and, um, and everything that's happened, this whole partnership. And I'm kind of rethinking my position on a few things and whatnot because I know I'm not going to call anybody a sellout in all this because this is far too complicated and far too nuanced to go around, you know, attaching those those. Excuse me, you said nuance. Yeah. Does do do we do nuance anymore? I mean. You go on Twitter or Facebook or any social media application and nuance? We don't need no stinging nuance. No, I mean, but that's nobody ever puts things in context. And I, you know, I'm a stickler. You have said nuance and context (laughs) in the last five minutes. And you know that under our current forms of communication, they don't allow for context, nuance, or even, you know, good sense a lot of the time. So, I, I, you know, I I love you and I understand where you're coming from. I understand that you're old school in that regard. And okay, that's beautiful. But, you know, if you look at how we're communicating these days where folks are getting most of their information, Mm -hmm. you know, it's nuance. We don't need no stinking nuance. Well, well, I, I put it this way: it's still my job. We are still both journalists. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm a journalist, and and I'm and I'm a journalist at my heart. I'm not. I mean, I'm not necessarily. Although I'm, I do a good job entertaining the audience. I mean, you know, I do entertain the crowd. But my my thing is is that, and I look at this whole movement involving Colin Kaepernick, as I've said on this on these airways millions of times, that the whole thing was frightfully disorganized and frightfully flawed from the start between the Players Coalition, Kaepernick himself, and how we as a community reacted to this. When it became clear that Kaepernick was being blackballed, okay, and I asked the question, where was the civil rights community? I mean, years ago, people used to hate Jesse Jackson or Al 
Sharpton for getting involved and stuff and just sticking their nose and just coming in. But, you know, they kind of got results a little bit. They did do some things. And, you know, my thing is the community, why weren't the, I mean, you know, the NFL, Wellington Mara was complaining about the fact that his people, that people were writing the team and saying we shouldn't have Kaepernick um, doing this protest. There should have been an equal amount of African-Americans you know, writing and saying, hey, wait a minute, what you all are doing is wrong. And and my thing is, when it comes down, if you're going to boycott, it's not enough, in my opinion, to just say, okay, I'm going to turn TV set off on Sundays and not watch the NFL. I think on one level, it's a noble thing, but on another level, this boycott needed to be more organized. It needed to really try to target art, um, the advertisers for the league. It really needed to, people needed to be communicating, to communicate with the league in the sense that, you know, Malcolm Jenkins and Kaepernick really should have had outsiders who knew how to speak truth to power. And also the, their fellow players, especially for Kaepernick, the players should have come out and said, look, we're not going to play. They should have staged some type of action because that could happen to them. That could very well happen to anyone else. I mean, they needed the courage that um, Abner Haynes and Cookie Grillkrist had back in 1965 when they refused to play an AFL All-Star game in New Orleans because they were being mistreated. And they said, we, we, the black players said, we will not play in this All-Star game unless this issue was addressed. And the AFL had to do it, especially given the fact that the AFL was a relatively new league, they had to deal with it. And I think that the NFL, that the NFL between, you know, needed to be made aware, at least by people who are a lot more powerful than the players. The players need to have, to have somebody. And that's one of the reasons why I wonder, where was Damari Smith? People who know how to, to speak truth to power because next year they're going to be renegotiating. We may have a work stoppage in the National Football League. And somehow, I hope, I hope that, that Damari Smith will figure out a way to work into the collective bargaining process that somehow blackballing players for their political you know beliefs is wrong and they and someone should have you know should have stepped in for Colin Kaepernick when it came down to the money everybody took the money I respect Malcolm Jenkins because I think he did a lot with that money but perhaps you know in taking that money what they should have said was Kaepernick plays back comes back to the league Okay, Um, Kaepernick, when he signed his settlement, that settlement should have been taken with, I'm coming back to the league. Let me come back in. And Jay-Z, who came out, we're talking about the deal that Jay-Z made with the NFL. Jay-Z, who basically kind of threw his credibility out on the line and it was out on the line when he said that, well, I'm not going to perform at the halftime show because of Kaepernick. Well, he signs a deal with the, with the league and Kaepernick is still not in the league. And somehow he supposedly had a conversation. If you re- if you read Jamel Hill's piece in the Atlantic, um, and I encourage everyone to read that piece, you know, I think that somehow Kaepernick is Kaepernick is being squeezed in all this, and you know somehow the NFL is basically manipulating everybody involved. I'm not going to be as far, I'm not going to go as far as what a lot of people are saying on Facebook to say that again j- there 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 you go looking for nuance and context on social media. Yeah, I, keep, I, I know. I, I keep telling you. I know that. I I, I get your head will Nisi, explode. I get, Denise, I get that. I get that, and I don't. And I don't care. I mean, I don't care about that because, like I say again, I've always chided people. You know, black people have got to deal with these things scientifically and deal with these things. We, it's not enough to be outraged. I understand you need protests. You know, I go back to something that uh, Reverend Waller over at Enon Baptist Church. I remember it was, I think it was a WURD night that we had over there maybe about, I want to say two years ago. And he said something that really struck me. He said that you need Malcolms, you need the Malcolms and all the other street activists in the streets, but you need Adam Clayton Powell and Martin Luther King in that and, and in, in, in those boardrooms and they and those players needed someone 
who know who who knows how to negotiate, who, who knows how to speak truth to power on their behalf, and to get them to understand that to get those players to understand to use their power. Because had the players said, you know what, screw this, we're not going to play until Cap gets a fair shot in the league, okay? Until he comes back, until until or 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 until you guys acknowledge that hey, look, you we we're blackballing this guy. Because he, they're blackballing him for a peaceful protest, and that's still wrong. And you now I have to look at things. I'm not going to look at anybody. I'm not going to look at anybody as a quote-unquote sellout or anything like that. Because there's a lot of new ones, a lot of context. Because a lot of the players. I mean, Colin Kaepernick inspired those players to think about you know criminal justice reform. So all types of just social justice reform. We have now the convicted. We have convicted felons in Miami, in Florida, who can now vote. And that was, I think, inspired by the fact that Colin Kaepernick get involved. I wish that real people would somehow get involved. I wish that real people in the community, you know, it's not enough, ladies and gentlemen. And by the way, calling numbers are 215-634-8065-1866-3610-900. Y'all want to come in and, 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 and throw the other side of this, then please throw it at me. I, I, I appreciate it. But it's not enough. And I say this to young people, old people, don't tell me you're woke. That's fine. But at the same time, what can we do? You know, it's, it's not enough to protest. We have to figure out a way to change public policy. We have to stop police officers from shooting us down. We have to come up with ways to reform you know, for criminal justice reform so that when a person does his time for committing a felony, that he has a good transition, that he can find a job without being stigmatized for the rest of his life. That's the issue. And but and you have to realize that in these fights, you're not going to win all the time. You're not going to always get your way. You got to keep this is a, the fight for 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 justice for African Americans has become apparent. This is going to be a long-term struggle. And as we have learned, if you've learned nothing else, if you learn nothing else from watching this situation with Kaepernick, and I welcome, I want y'all to call in today. Y'all see me on Facebook and all that. If you're online liking this show, call the numbers, calls, because I want to hear your ideas. I want to hear what you think. Am I being a total windbag about this? Maybe I am. I'm never afraid to admit that I'm wrong. I'm never afraid to, to say that, hey, maybe I looked at this thing t two years ago on a different level. I'm never afraid to admit that. Okay, because sometimes you do have to kind of look at things in a different in, in a different light. And sometimes I tend to take a look at everything holistic. It's not enough to have anger. I want anger to be channeled into something else. Okay, you just can't be you, you just can't be angry. And a lot of times you do have to do the little stuff, writing letters to people, you know, getting on the phone, you know, you know, come up, coming up with a strategy. And with the whole thing, the movement, Calvin Kaepernick did a good thing, but it was fright, frightfully flawed because one, you got to have a strategy. You got to play chess when you're dealing with people this powerful. Um, let me see who do we have. Who do we have online? We have uh, Daryl Bell's on the line with us. Let's let 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 let's get Daryl. Let's Daryl. Let's get Daryl. Let's just pipe Daryl in on this. Daryl from the Philadelphia Tribune. Daryl, how are you? First of all, I'm, and like I say again, how you doing today? I, I want to get your point. I always like your sort of Stanley Crouchian view on things, and so you know. Wow. I had to put yeah. So so Daryl, what, what are your thoughts on all this? Am, 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 am I being a knucklehead about this as usual? Uh, first of all, good morning. Uh, Chris, on Tuesday will be the 400th comm comm commemorative anniversary of African Americans coming to America. Right. Okay? Uh, a lot of people don't know that. Right. A lot has changed in 400 years. That's true. Uh, what you're talking about right now is the latest hurdle. Uh, you will never get the NFL players uh, for all NFL players to agree with what is going on. That's not going to happen. I agree. Uh, my view is what 
Goodell did was kind of def- try to defuse the situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, he played on Jay Z's greed and also Jay Z's prominence in athletic circles, so that he got him on his side. The bottom line is that Colin Kaepernick still is not in an NFL camp. The reason why he's not in an NFL camp is because basically he's been blackballed. Uh, you can't tell me there are that there's not a job out there for him, and that window of opportunity for him is shrinking. It is. Day. I mean, the Eagles so, just signed Josh McCown over over Kaepernick, and Josh McCown was no, retired. I don't. I didn't want to see him in Philadelphia. He didn't need to be in Philadelphia. You don't want to see Colin in Philadelphia. No, because Colin Kaepernick has to play. He wouldn't play in Philadelphia unless Carson Wentz could not play. Well, considering the fact that if you breathe on Carson Wentz real hard, he'll go he'll go down with an injury. I mean, the only difference between him and Sam Bradford is that Sam Bradford is a well-established Fabergé egg, and Colin and Colin and Carson Wentz hasn't gotten to that point yet. Josh McCown being signed was all about Carson Wentz's psyche. He couldn't deal with Nick Foles who is going to show all of you this year that the Super Bowl year was a fluke. Remember, you heard it here first. (laughs) And, you know, he couldn't deal with him as a backup, you know, because he had won the Super Bowl. So do you really think that he'd have been able to deal with Colin Kaepernick, a guy who almost won a Super Bowl himself and was and is, you know, more talented than him in some ways as a backup? Nah. That's what I'm saying. Uh, There's no way that they're going to put him in that type of situation. Uh, Colin needs to go somewhere where he can play. Right. And and right now, everyone has a starting quarterback as we speak. No one has been knocked out. That's going to Although a few people should have been. Uh, How it goes is, you know, that's something in the future. If we had that answer, we'd be uh, living in the French Riviera or something. I like to the live bottom, in the French Riviera, by the way, but go on. The bottom line is that what the Dell did was very smart in trying to diffuse. See, there's confusion in among the ranks of the players. You got players who are backing with Reed. You got players who want to say, hey, screw that. I'm playing. I'm, I'm down with whatever goes. You know, there's no uniformity. And when there's no uniformity... You have chaos, and that's basically what you have right now in the rank and file of the NFL Players Association. Absolutely. Addressing no one is addressing Yeah, and no, and, go ahead, I'm sorry. No one is going to, let's face it, if you're making, Le'Veon Bell's making $52 million a year. I'm sure he wants Tomlin to play, but he's not going to not play because he needs a $52 million to live. So we're talking about a, a whole lot of dynamics and pieces of puzzles that will never fit together. What mm-hmm. you're trying to do is find a compromise somewhere. And Goodell and the NFL owners have in common is that they wanted to defuse it. Hey, let's just put this in a really good... Uh, Jay-Z is a billionaire, right? Yes, yeah. which is why... And he's trying to get ownership in the league. I'm, 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 I'm going to give you an analogy here. He's a billionaire. Mm-hmm. Even Jay-Z doesn't even touch the money of Jeff Lur- Jeffrey Lurie. That's true. You know oh, you, or the money All of Jeffrey Lurie's mama. Is, I mean, he's <laughs> so low on the total pole that he can't get a thing. Right. And I know there's rumors that he's been promised a thing. Which team? <laughs> well, well that's, that's, that's a bunch of crap. Well, I look at it this way, and and this, you know, this is why when this was announced, I was like, okay. And while do do you think that all the money that Homeboy is spent on bailing out Meek Mill for his various transgressions, do you think that came from a fish fry? No, it did not. Meek Mill did. The money that they gave the Mink Mill was peanuts. Something. No, but the, but there's a point I'm trying to make. 
you know, anyone who thought, anyone who forgot that this man was a capitalist has not been paying attention. Just, I mean, I mean, let, let's look at the contradictions here of Sean and Beyonce knows Carter while we're talking about this. I mean, first of all, he's a capitalist who's doing criminal justice work, which is nice. And meanwhile, she's a feminist who doesn't seem to mind that her man is out here singing big pimping, sing, you know, spending G's and crap. So, you know, when you look at the contradictions of these two people, nothing they do that makes you scratch your head because you thought they were going in another direction is, you know, is really, you know, a shock. And the thing is, you know, capitalists can sometimes, capitalists can have their hearts in the right place. But in the end, just like birds got to swim, just just like birds got to fly and fish got to swim, capitalists are going to capitalist. That's what they do. Absolutely. So I really don't. So while I understand why people are mad about this and why they feel disappointed and betrayed and all that stuff, that's because you forgot this man was a capitalist. There was a whole bunch of us who did not. And we were like, okay, so he's being a capitalist and... Yeah. Okay. Okay. Hey guys, we got it. Okay. I got. We got to go to break. We come back from break. I got Keith on West Philly on the line. I got Gary from Northern Liberties, and of course my man brother Joe from Germantown. So when we come back, I'm going to let our callers weigh in. You're listening to 96.1 FM, 900 AM, WRD, Black Talk Media. The Chris Murray Report. We'll be right back. Listen to Word Radio on the go with the Word Radio app. Search for WURD in your favorite app store today and take us with you wherever you go. Stay connected to Word Radio, independent black media. Creator Roofing. That's the company my dad runs. He's a great roofer and a father, too. I've watched my dad over the years. He really cares about his customers like he cares about our family. My dad has been a licensed, bonded roofer for over 20 years. He runs Creator Roofing, he's a block captain, and he started Streets of Hope, a ministry to feed, clothe, and shelter the homeless. Call my dad because he cares about people at 267-333-1778. Hi, this is Brandon Wallace, the owner of Creator Roofing. Please give us a call at 267-333-1778. This is the story of a very special woman. In a matter of seconds, she turned herself into a great mathematician or an entrepreneur. Her knowledge was limitless and still is. She could also make monsters disappear, especially those that lurked in the shadows under the bed. Once, this woman put back together a teenage girl's broken heart, which had been shattered in a thousand pieces. Just by giving her a bear hug, she masqueraded as a regular person at work, but as a superhero at home. Everyone knows her as Gabriella. I still call her mom. Your hero needs you now, and AARP is here to help. Find the care guides you need to help, complete with tips and resources, at aarp.org caregiving. A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Word show on the go. Tell us where you'd like to see the Reverend Professor Dr. Aaron Smith bring the Word Show on the Go team next. Visit wordradio.com, click the Word Show on the Go banner, and let us know about your community event, big news in your community, or an issue you'd like to see addressed. You can also catch up on the latest episode of Word Show on the Go or binge watch previous episodes. It's Word Show on the Go with the Reverend Professor Dr. Aaron Smith exclusively on wordradio.com. Word Show on the Go is funded in part by the Facebook Journalism Project. Project Community Network. You're listening to Word Radio, 96.1 FM and 900 AM WURD, independent black media. Man, you know, Bo- Bowie was the first was the first dude on Soul Train, first black white dude on Soul Train. You know that, don't well, you? Well, yes, I, I do because okay. I am a Bowie aficionado. So. Yes, you are. Okay, <laughs> now we're back, ladies and gentlemen. We got Keith from West Philadelphia on. Keith, thank you for your patience, man. What's the what, event your spleen on this, man? Okay, well, I'm starting with uh, uh, Kaepernick. Um, I, and, and no, starting with what you said. 
which I thought was fantastic. I was so glad to hear you say that when you said that it should have been the players. When you started your uh, the, the, the show off, you said something about it should be the uh, the players should have, should have stepped up and then it should have been more players supporting Kaepernick. Remember you said that? Yes, I remember I said yeah, that. That was fantastic because when that happened, when that first happened, I took to mass media as much as I possibly could, you know, that, that the players, it's up to them players to make, uh, uh, to do something in order to make a real, real difference and have most of them did not. You know what I'm saying? And I think that was terrible. You know what I'm saying? Because exactly just like you said, that that, that I wasn't for, for them saying, uh, uh, don't play football. I wasn't one of those ones who was saying, uh, stop playing football. Because I'm a football fan. The NFL, basically, whether they admit it or not, is, is, is a black game. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The black players make up, make, is, is why it's worth watching. Right. Because I would not watch it if it was a bunch of white cats uh, trying to, can't even run a, a 12 4 100-yard dash. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Straight up. I, I would not watch it. I don't think anybody would watch, would watch that garbage. You know what I mean? The, uh, the NFL is what it is. It's because of the black athletes' superior physical ability. Let's get that straight. But now, back to the point. Well, so I'm that. glad the players did not say, hey, I don't want to play and, and left me to watch that boring league. But what they could have done, they had a better effect by standing with solidarity, all together holding hands, doing that... Uh, what, 32nd National Anthem on their knees. You know what I'm saying? That would have made a greater statement than not playing. You know what I'm saying? That, yeah. But they didn't do that, except for Reed, Kaepernick, and a few other guys. Right. You know what I'm saying? So that's number one. The other thing about Jay-Z, <laughs> I know a lot of people disagree with me on this one, uh, but Jay-Z, I'm, when he, but he did take it at Take the money, Jay-Z. Yeah, take the money, because first of all, the only reason why they gave him and Kaepernick back money is because they had lost I think they were going to sue the NFL because what the NFL did was a violation. Yeah. Uh, you know, that was a violation. So that's how they got, why they got that money. Take that money. But then secondly, uh, uh, Jay-Z, if you turn your back and say that, that's it with the NFL, the NFL's never going to have black entertainment that we, or the right kind of entertainment that we want to see. Jay-Z, you can bet believe the fight is not over. I remember his wife, um, uh, Beyonce, a couple of years in the Super Bowl, did the black power thing. Yep, she did. After her, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Jay-Z going to do the same thing, but black folks don't give up. Jay-Z is going to do it. He's going to, you best believe, he's going to have, uh, uh, making a statement and point uh, the, the, the view, uh, the aspect to uh, civil rights, you know what I mean, and civil liberties in his acts. Uh, you you best believe, just like Beyonce did, you best believe. So I'm glad he did that. Take that money and then try to help, continue trying to help change the thinking of these warped minds of, of rich white folks, you know what I'm saying, who don't know the struggle. They try to act like they know the struggle, but they don't. You know uh, what I'm saying? Absolutely. And, uh, absolutely, I'm all, Keith. I'm all, for, I'm all for that with Jay-Z, and, and, uh, and I like what you said about Kaepernick because that could have been so – Kaepernick is a superhero. You know what I mean? And, Absolutely. And if, and if those players had backed him, it could have been more done quicker. You know oh. what I'm saying? So, yeah, that's how I feel on that matter. Or, or at all. Yeah. Chris, you know, the one thing that is being forgotten about all this is that supposedly Jay-Z has a promise of being uh, uh, an owner of the NFL. Uh-huh. Okay. Remember I told you he is a billionaire, but he's nothing compared to the guys who are there right now. Right. I agree. Okay. KG's a former drug dealer. Do you think they really want to be associated with that? Given, you know, given the sanctimoniousness of of some of the owners and whatnot, although some... That will never happen. You know the answer just as well as I do. Yeah. Right. It could happen, but but I'm I I, I, tend, I tend to take your 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 sort of skeptical view. I, I tend to agree with that. Let me um let, let me bring in Gary from Northern Liberties. Gary, what 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 say you on all this, brother? I love football, but I had a question for us. What can we do as a as people that love football that can make a difference? Can Can I weigh in on that? Sure. Go ahead. Um, I think that what we what see, I'm an Oakland Raiders fan, which means I, I'm just used to watching really bad football for hours at a time. Um, yes, you. Yes, you but, do. But what we can do, <laughs> what we can do as football fans, 
and and I think that this is kind of where we should have gone in the very first place. The NFL contracts that um, for, for for the television rights for NFL games have been signed so far in advance that the NFL has already gotten paid that money. And they don't care if you and don't watch. And they don't watch. care if you don't watch because they're already getting paid. I mean, the DirecTV, you know, Sunday ticket has already been, you know, paid for and stuff. What, you, what, what needs to happen is that folks need to start attacking advertisers because while the NFL has gotten its money, Budweiser hasn't. While the NFL has gotten its money, Gillette hasn't. While the NFL has gotten its money, um, a lot of the advertisers haven't. And if you, you know, start boycotting advertisers and, you know, and telling the NFL that unless you do X, Y, and Z, we're going to go for your advertisers. I mean, look at all you to know how to know how influential, you know, advertiser boycotts can be. All you got to do is look at the fact that Bill O'Reilly is no longer on Fox News. He was a cash cow for that network. But once the um, boycott started happening, they they kicked him to the curb. Rush Limbaugh is no longer in most of the top 10 media markets for the same reason. So, you know, if you are, you know, if you want to see some change, you know, you got to go after the advertisers. You're right, DC. And the reason they won't go after the advertisers is because there's no unity in doing so. You have to have, okay, Anheuser-Busch, which is the owner of the Budweiser, is, is, is uh, a, a trillion dollar, million, million, trillion dollar company. For, to get people to go against Anheuser-Busch, and they make a lot of beverages, okay? First of all, you gotta remember, many of us are out here like it or not, we're alcoholics. Got to get that. We got to get that blood in. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're right. Uh, in order for this to happen, you need such a uniform front. And I don't think that there is that front. You have to have a real cause for it. Uh, if the NFL did something along the lines of uh, I don't know, saying hey, we can't, we, we don't want to have any black quarterbacks or something like that. Then you have something to fight for. Okay, there's a cause for that. Right now, there's no cause. And that's the problem. Not many people are agreeing with Colin Kaepernick's stance on not saluting the flag. Okay. We have another caller. We have, oh, Bro Br- Joe from, from, from Germantown. What's happening, man? My main man for the Dow Bell, of course, my dear sister Denise. How you doing, Denise? I'm good. How are you, Brother Joe? I'm doing great. So heard hear your voice on here today, bringing a, a, a perspective, a different perspective and a woman's perspective. I love it. I love it. I love it. Let me say this first to y'all. Um, a couple of things first. I was so happy, and, and this, this is good for you too, Chris, because you are, you know, you are Ed Reed man. But hope we didn't let this get lost. During the Hall of Fame inductions, both Ed Reed and Champ Belly made some powerful statements about racism in this country. Right. About how black people are perceived by law enforcement. I love the fact that they used their Hall of Fame inductions to make it because they had a platform and stuff like that. And I'm glad these brothers had the, had the courage to stand up. And I like what Champ Belly said, too. He said, look, he said, most, a lot of white America, they don't look at me as a Hall of Fame football player or a father, a husband, they look at me as a black man and stuff. He said, I mean, this brother just broke it down. That's why I say, him and Ed Reed, both of those brothers made me so proud. They didn't just go along with the little speech. I'm happy to be in the Hall of Fame. They used it to make a statement. So I'm trying to say, Caduce, hats off to Camp Belly and Ed Reed and stuff for standing up to strong black men. And secondly, I want to salute LeBron James and Rich Paul for taking Adam Silver in the, NW, in the NBA and the NCAA to task for, again, once again, white racism. You're trying to stop, as long as it was all white men and Jews, Jewish people and white men being agents and stuff, you had no problem. Then all of a sudden, when the rich Paul 
can represent LeBron James and stuff. Then I was thinking to throw all these obstacles in the way. Now you have to get a, a, a education. You have to have this. You have to have that. Yeah. Every time we try to, I mean, and, and, and I'm gonna tell you, I got to give Chris Bashard credit from from ESPN because I mean, this brother's putting his job on the line, especially in light of what happened to Janelle Hill and people like that. He said straight up, he just pretty much called it for what is racism. He said you didn't have all these obstacles before. He said now all of a sudden, when young black men want to be agents to represent their own people, then all of a sudden you come up with all these obstacles. So I give, I take my hats off to Chris Bashar for having the courage to speak up because he knows what happened to Janelle Hill and, and Roxanne Jones and all the rest of these sisters and brothers stand up and stuff. So I give him credit for, for standing up like he, like he did, you know, because he, he pretty much he didn't sugarcoat it. He said, he, smells like racism to me. You, Joe, you know what that reminded me of? That mm-hmm. reminded me of back in 1967 when, when Lou Alcindor slash Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was playing and it was playing college basketball and basically um, they outlawed the slam dunk to, you know, it's almost like how they how they always change the rules for African-American athletes. They always they always change the rules for black people whenever we're going into a thing. I will tell you, as Denise and I have gone through our journalism careers, when we gone to conferences for jobs and stuff like that. They told us back in the day. You, 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 um, you know, you have, you got to get more experience. And then years ago, they always changed the rules. Now you got too much experience. And so that's the old thing. Brother Joe, I got to move forward because I got another call. I got another thanks, call, but, thank, but thanks for calling us. Um, I love y'all. Denise, good to hear your voice. They keep the good work, sister Denise. Thank you, Joe. We have, um, we have Ms. T of Overbrook was this, or was MST of Overbrook. Miss, hi, it's Miss T in Overbrook. Miss T in Overbrook. How are yes. you, Miss T of Overbrook? Okay. How are you? All right. I always listen. I never call. I'm, I've been a member forever. WRD. But I, and I'm not really into um, sports that much. Some things I remember. But I have to say this. A lot of this is about strategy. Now, I'm willing to give Jay-Z a play. He got a seat at the table. Right. Now, I want to see what he does with it. A lot of things that happen is about strategy, and you always need to know what the other side is doing. If you can infiltrate them, all the more better. Okay. So I'm willing to give him an opportunity to see what he's going to do. I know we've had some hard times as a people. Sometimes we spend too much time on that. Like now, Jay-Z has a seat at the table. We probably need to be in on him more. Like, man, I'm hoping you do this and that and all this and that. And I plan on doing my part. Right. But this is what I'm saying. It's about strategy. We won't even let new times come. Because when we get opportunity, we're always talking about, like you said, and another thing, I work for the government, so I know I've had to do things about strategy. Right. Which has worked most of the time. But when we're saying like, oh, you know, we're always lamenting something. Right. We got it now. Let's roll with it. That's all I have to say. Thank you, Mrs. T. All right. Well, see, that that's and that's how I looked at this whole thing. I have a lot of my friends on Facebook and y'all people who are friends of mine on Facebook. They you know who you are. And, you know. And I remember perusing various sites and people saying, you know, well, I'm not going to watch the games anymore. Fine. Don't watch the game. And I'm not and I'm not downing you for that. I mean, that's if you feel that strongly. But at the same time, you know, I, I just want something, you know, get Kaepernick back in the league. How can we do that? I mean, Daryl, you said we don't have the unity to it. Denise said you, you, you say that there has to be. We all say that there has to be a more concerted effort. Because I remember back in the day, I remember when a young when a young Air Force or no, no, a Navy uh, pilot got stuck in Syria. And all of a sudden, Jesse Jackson comes. And uh, I don't care what you say about Jesse. I don't care what you say about Al Sharpton. You know, when they intervened in the stuff, they got results. You may not like them because you maybe they were doing it for the cameras. Maybe they were doing it for whatever reason. But the thing is, and people criticize them, and yet there no one has stepped into that void. No one has stepped in. And, and the thing is, this the move I'm disappointed. I'm glad that Kaepernick raised the awareness, but we didn't take care of Kaepernick. 
and we and no one took care of him in the way I thought they ought to. And and that's the reality of it, and that's the thing that, that bothers me about this whole thing, which is why I'm a critic of it. Not a critic in a sense that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to understand our people, and I'm trying, and not, and not our people, but I'm just saying, I'm trying to understand, you know, the popular sentiment, and part of the problem is, in trying to understand the popular sentiment, is that people have to realize we don't realize the strength of our own power in this society, whether it's in sports, whether it's in, you know, working at the grocery store or working in some other thing. You know, we don't realize the power. We have Tyrone from uh, North Philadelphia. Let him weigh in on this. Tyrone? Well, first of all, let me say peace and blessings to everyone. And Denise, I'm like, Joe, good to hear you, darling. And I really enjoy, you know, Spending a little time with you at um, Lon's um, ongoing service. I mean, but, but I'm calling for one thing, Chris, and I say it to you all the time because I mean this from the bottom of my heart. It is incredible the way, and especially you too, Denise, how y'all can just take a subject and make it so real and make it so powerful in terms of that struggle that we are going through and living through. So I'm just calling to commend each and every one of you and to and you too, my brother. Daryl Bell. Your name, Dave, man. Because one thing that we got to understand that every, every day we are living in a world that everything is interconnected. Right. And... I'm going to ask this question and then, and, and, you know, let y'all continue the conversation because I asked it on the Al Sharpton show. I asked it on um, 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 Charles um, Ellis. Is there a written law or is there something in the contract that black athletes cannot buy a block of homes or try to revitalize, you know, a a neighborhood or an area. And the only reason I'm asking that because I know, you know, I don't, I don't want to say many, which I hope there are many, but I know there are some like James and them that are doing tremendous things and trying to help people. But what I can't understand is what... You okay? Well, I can't understand why we got... Um, all these folks making all this kind of money and it seems like they are unable to invest or reinvest in the community. So is there, um, can anybody speak on that? And I'm going to hang up and listen. And thank yes. you, brother, for always in this show. It's called greed. That's why. Greed. Uh, yeah, greed plays a big part of it. You know, if you've never had anything, and all of a sudden someone is giving you monopoly money, uh, you want to try to get as much as you can. Greed plays a big part in it. Do not think that it does. Uh, if it weren't for greed, and I hate to say it, Jay-Z wouldn't be where he's at. That's probably true. Hey, Daryl, can we um, hold hold that thought? Because we got to go to break, and I got I got I, you know people call we got to go to break. But Daryl, hold that thought. You're listening to ninety six point one FM nine hundred AM WURD Black Talk Media. The Chris Murray Report. To be right back. Walter E. Sabbath Jr. Funeral Service is introducing Cremations Are Us by Sabbath. That's S-A-B-B-A-T-H. Cremations Are Us by Sabbath is the result of their 26 years of experience with individuals and families who choose cremation. Sabbath knows that families who choose cremation have the same needs as those who choose burial. Sabbath's new component, Cremations Are Us by Sabbath, emphasizes the wide selection of services they've always offered. Visit their website, sabbathcare.com, for details or call 215-924-410. Word Family. Our friends at Amoroso's Baking Company are hiring right now. Amoroso's has been baking the delicious bread in our community for over 100 years, and they want you to join their team today. The old and the young love Amoroso's, and they are hiring production, packaging, and sanitation employees right now. Check it out. They offer fair pay and provide health, dental, and prescription plans after 90 days of employment. They're also hiring part-time and seasonal employees. Entry-level candidates are encouraged to apply. Call Scott Drummond at 856 
1-800-754-0360 or visit amorosos.com for details. Support independent black media and join the forward movement now at 215-425-7875 or visit wordradio.com. Hey, love, it's Sincerely Sarita, and I want to tell you about an amazing experience I recently had meeting some of the phenomenal students from Commonwealth Charter Academy, a public cyber charter school available at no cost to you. As the back-to-school season approaches, you may want to seriously consider Commonwealth Charter Academy as an option for your child's academic success. Why? Well, when you think about your local school, ask yourself, did my child struggle academically last year? Was my child bullied? Did the inflexibility of the traditional classroom setting and schedule create chaos in my household? Am I tired of being waitlisted at my local charter school? If any of these questions resonate with you, then maybe it's time to visit CCAeducate.me and learn how CCA can make a difference in the life of your child or grandchild at no cost to you whatsoever. CCA provides internet service reimbursement and a laptop computer, all at no cost to families. Don't wait until another confidence-shattering school year begins to take action. Visit CCAeducate.me and learn about an open house in your community or a virtual open house online. Again, that's ccaeducate.me. You're listening to Word Radio, 96.1 FM and 900 AM WURD, independent black media. about me again <laughs> yeah by the way our producer is, is david's fritz and he was telling me that um, philip bailey you saying philip bailey did an album ba- dedicated to uh to curtis mayfield and sounds just two tracks he did two tracks and, and i mean it's his influence because i mean he can't do the real high notes no more he's whoa yeah but he but on a low tone he sounds like curtis wow that that man, you know that that's something else, man. Well, we'll get back to it. We'll talk about that. Thanks. Okay, so Daryl, you were making the point when in our last episode, our last segment, you were making the point that it's greed. I was gonna go you one further. It's greed and also consciousness. But go on. I want, I want you to finish your point. Then Denise, you jump in. Well, let's face it. Greed is what motivates many people. No matter what you do, you know you need when you go to. Wally World, and that's what I call Walmart. They ask you two questions at every checkout stand cash or credit. Okay. If you don't have a credit, you gotta pay cash. And to get the things that you want, you have to have enough cash or enough credit. It's all about greed right now. And with greed comes power, and with power, you can do anything you want. You can make someone run around town, uh, butterball naked, and stay in the British company. You know, if you have enough money, you can do that. Uh, I ain't doing that for no money. Sorry, brother. No. Well, that's what, that's what always fascinated me about the whole R. Kelly thing. I mean, here you are. You're chasing around little girls in Chicago where because where he had enough money that he could have hired anybody in Los Angeles to do any of the kinky crap he wanted to do and, and they'd have taken the money and said you know thank you very much because you can get more with a kind word and a bag of coins than you can with just a kind word that's true and you say the kept pushing man hey that was daily 30 years ago he was a pushing man right and you can't tell me that he can, if he was to have a team, uh, that there are guys who would be sitting in that boardroom, talking about some of the most wealthiest people on on the planet. They would listen to what he has to say. He's 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 so minuscule, money wise compared to all the other guys. Do you think he has more money than uh uh uh, uh Lori or or? Uh, uh, craft up in Boston? No. Well. Okay. We're talking about a different level. 
their their forces and he's the Cadillac. Right. They're both high end, but there's it's a better a better brand. It is what it is. And I don't think you'll ever have that parity unless it was the players to begin with. Right. To be uniform. And that's not gonna happen. Right. It's not gonna happen. As long if they're competitors, they wanna get as much as possible. Right. They're gonna do the most outrageous things to get profit. It is where we're at. How much more money do you really need? And I brought up Levy and Bell earlier. He's got he's got sixty two million dollar contract. How many cars do you need? You only drive one at a time. Well, how much do you need to pay your entourage to tell you to, to, to tell you you're, you're the man? I mean, I mean, well, how mean, how, how much does your ego need to be stroked? Yeah, uh, how many how many girls do you have to have to your jewelry? What happened to help? I mean, it, it it gets to the point of being insane, and you can't keep up with it because the insanity has become reality. I would say that that's that's probably true, but you know, a lot of these guys. Up until recent times, but a lot of these guys lack of consciousness. That was something that Bill Roden complained about in Forty Million Dollar Slaves, you know, and he was basically saying that, "Hey, you got this money, and you should have the consciousness to, to you know, to help your, you know, help your community." And a lot of times, these kids are at a point are at a point and uh, we'll say as we're sitting here watching Jay-Z on MSNBC in the studio you know we to me it's all about consciousness and we are hard pressed you know I like to find a black Bill Gates who has the money and the consciousness to think about or um, what's the other guy uh, the, the, the guy I forgot there's another millionaire who has a bit of a social con- billionaire rather who has a bit of a social consciousness I can't I can't think of the guys now you know. uh, Bill Gates not Bill Gates is another guy I think um, it was, it was, but but at the same time it's it's like um, you know our billionaires and millionaires have always been, yeah, they're, they're, of course, they're capitalists, but, you know, a lot of us, you know, I, you, you long to find someone with that kind of money that's going to be socially conscious. I'm not Chris, saying that. Not can- everybody is. Not everyone was born with a plastic or a plastic spoon. Right. Some of those guys that you're talking about, they're athletes. They were, okay, I'll give you a perfect example. Kobe Bryant. Never really. I mean, while he may be, he knew he's conscious. He knew where his family was from and what have you. But Kobe Bryant never had to go through what his dad went through. Right. He lived in Southwest Philly, all right, or what his mom did when she lived in Oakland. He didn't have to deal with that. It was a whole different level because Joe Bryant pushed them to another level. Right. So you can't really use that. You know, you talk about being conscious. Not everyone thinks that uh, there should be, everyone should have a chicken in every pot. Some right. people are allergic to chicken. Okay? So you can't really. Well, some people believe they should have chicken with pot, but that's. <laughs> and and, and that's, again, we're, we're paying the same thing. Right. He just had 12 disciples, 11 went with them, one bit. So if you can't get anyone to agree with Jesus, how do you think everyone agrees uh, that, that Colin Kaepernick should be playing the NFL? I agree. I mean, I, I see your point, and there I go again. I'm an idealist. I believe, well, this the world should be this way. And I just, you know, and that's me. You know, I've always been kind of, a, you know, between Denise and I, I'm more the progressive, I don't know, idealist slash democratic socialist or whatever. But... I I I just happen to, but also understand there's a certain level of reality that we have that we have to face. Is that um, a lot of players? But there's also a little bit of fear too, because a lot of these players come up 
from challenging circumstances, the North Phillies, the East Baltimore's, the Southeast DCs, the the uh, Fort Greene and Bedford Stuyvesant's of the world, and other places down south, and all that other stuff. They come from circumstances where you know want is there, there's a true fear of want, and and um, and a lot of times you don't want to lose what you have in the world, and I get that. You don't want to lose, you know, you, you worked really hard to get that million dollars to be able to take your mama out of a one-room shack into a nice mansion somewhere in Gwinnett, Georgia, or someplace like that where all, you know, and that where all the all the prominent people of Atlanta live, and... I thought it was DeKalb. Oh, DeKalb, whatever. No, it's actually... Spread around. I've been in Atlanta three times. Okay. <laughs> okay. So okay. Have, uh, anywhere but Fulton County. Okay. Mm. Yeah. And so, but but that's the thing. We there's that fear. I mean, even when you know, you know, my mom would buy groceries and stuff and buy a lot. And she said, "But remember, we gotta conserve this because you know, black people come out of homes. We all come out of either working class, middle class homes, or lower class, or well, not lower class, but you know." Um, Poor homes where you know there's a fear. You know you, you can't eat up all the cereal in one in, in 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 one in one situation. So we live in that kind of in, in that kind of situation. So and we had to go to we are we we're at the top of the hour we had to go to break. We got we got one moment. Okay, but but that's but that's and that's the dynamic of this fight. Why players probably don't want to, but. I still say, but that's also a function of the American worker. American workers uh, don't realize the power that they have. And I know a lot of capitalists who are out there listening to me and say, oh my God, this guy's trying to rob. But you do have that power. And if you go to places like Germany, Germany has workers on the boards of, of Mercedes-Benz and BMW. And if they ever figured out, if big business ever figured out that you can take them the value of the employees and use it to your advantage, like in a way like the NFL does to a certain extent. But if you ever figured that out, you'd be more profitable. That's the thing that 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 capitalism does not get is that it's so greedy and it's so hell bent on enriching itself that they forget that the people people make you rich. The players make the owners rich. That's the power of the players. Like I say, nobody comes to a ballpark to see Jeffrey Lurie. I mean, nobody goes to the ballpark to see uh, Jerry Jones or, or, or Daniel Snyder or the Maras or whoever owns the Giants or Steve Bashotti who owns the Ravens. No one goes to see the owners, the players. And if people will only realize the power, those cars in Detroit don't get built without workers. I'm sorry, that's you know, that's that's my view. We got to go to break, Daryl. I got to, I, I got, I, I got to thank you because I'm trying to. You know, I got, I got to thank you for being on, on this segment with us, as always, and um, you know, as as always, thank you for your contribution and, and all that. You do a good job. Well, appreciated, and best uh, you and DC, and uh, look, this is a, a battle that of. We've never been here as a society, and I don't know if there's a right or wrong answer to all this, but I do know things have got to change because it's just not working out. Absolutely. Thank you very much, Daryl. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to 96.1 FM and 900 AM WRD Black Talk Media. We'll be right back. Independence is a precious thing, but now and then everyone needs a little help. Isn't it good to know that getting the help you need doesn't mean drastically changing your life? Always Best Care Philly and Delaware is there to give you just the amount of help you need, from a few hours a week to as many hours as you need, handling everything from light housekeeping to meals and so much more. Don't struggle. Contact Always Best Care and see how easy it is to age in place. Call us at 267-909-9248 or visit abcphillybristol.com. Now's the time to get your home ready for any season with a Pico Energy Assessment. For just $25, a Pico Energy Advisor will come to your home and recommend ways to make your home more efficient and more comfortable year-round. Schedule your assessment today at pico.com assessment or call 1-888-5-PICO-SAVE. That's pico.com assessment or call 1-888-5-PICO-SAVE. Plus, you may be eligible for an assessment for free. 
Do you have career or financial related goals? Joining Mindset gives you the tools to earn the financial stability and career path you deserve. You'll get paired with a coach who will help you set your personal goals in important areas of your life from family stability, health, education, finances, and employment. Plus, you can earn cash incentives and be a part of a two-to-one cash match on the money you save. Take control of your future by applying for Mindset at ecsphilly.org backslash mindset. Mindset is a program of the Episcopal Community Services. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm-mm. Text and catch the bus. Text and miss your stop. Wait, 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 wait. Text and be late to work. Sorry, I'm late. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. <clears throat> Who, me? Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Ugh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the